Hello and welcome to the Battle Cry podcast with Mark Meckler. Catch the original live broadcast Sunday nights at 8pm Eastern. Go to conventionofstates.com slash pod to learn more. And now, here's the Battle Cry with Mark Meckler. Good evening, everyone. Mark Meckler here, live with the Battle Cry. And this evening, what I really want to talk about, I think one of the most important things that I possibly could talk about is being in the fight. And actually, I want to talk to you about what does it actually mean to be in the fight, right? I mean, I think this is important because I think people think they're in the fight. They're, uh, you know, they're tweeting or they're on Facebook and, and they're, you know, shouting into the wind on Facebook and posting things that they think make people mad. And yeah, that's not in the fight. I mean, I don't mind that you're doing that. I'm not offended that you're doing that. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. But if that makes you feel like you're in the fight, then you're wrong. You're, you're mistaken about that. And I know a lot of people, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I got kids. I got a job. I got a lot. What about blah, 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 blah. We're at war in America. There are people actively trying to destroy this country. There are people actively trying to force you to vaccinate your kids with an emergency vaccine, with some test vaccine, right? There's bad stuff going on. They're trying to shut you down. They're trying to investigate you. If you're a parent speaking at a school board meeting, they're sending the FBI after you. They're sending the IRS after you. If you have 600 bucks in your bank account, there are bad things happening in this country. There is a war on, and it is a war about the fundamental basis for the United States of America. Is it gonna continue to exist or not? I knew this fight was coming. I honestly didn't expect it now. I didn't expect it to happen this fast. I didn't expect it to happen this broadly, this much at once, but this is the way totalitarianism happens. Totalitarianism happens slowly it's like incrementally things happen and we accept a little bit here we let them make us wear masks right we let them lock us in our house a little bit for a little while two weeks to slow the spread we're not so offended when taxes are so outrageously high the founders would have screamed and probably fought a revolution over it we're not so offended when they tell us how we can use our property we're not that offended when they tell us what our kids are going to learn in school and then suddenly it seems like it all explodes at once and everything's going crazy in society. Men are women, women are men, and both are neither. Racism is not racism, and everything that's not racism is racism, right? Global warming isn't global warming because now it's climate change, man-made climate change. And if there's a storm and it's really cold, it's climate change. And if it's really hot, it's climate change. If there's a tornado, it's climate change. And everything is blamed on you. By who? by a ruling elite that wants to tell you what to do. This country is separated now between a self-appointed, credentialed ruling elite who are frankly, for the most part, a bunch of idiots who don't know anything and regular people who actually make the country run, who actually build stuff and grow stuff and know how to design stuff and manufacture stuff, pull stuff out of the ground, give us lumber, give us mining, give us the stuff that we need, oil and gas to heat our homes and run our cars and make our products, those people are now looked on with disdain and the ruling elite are the people looking down at you. And so we're at war and when you're at war, the question is, are you in the fight? And if you're in the fight, you have to be in the fight. When I say in the fight, I mean every minute, all the time, with every breath, with everything you've got. So I'm gonna start with sort of the commercial arena. I'm gonna talk about airlines. I fly a lot. Sometimes people ask me where I live and I joke and I say in an airplane because it feels like it. I just got back from 
uh, Southern California. I was down there seeing, number one, getting my annual physical from my good friend, Dr. Jeff Barkey. He's a guy that stood up and had been a doctor in the fight against all this COVID madness. Really great guy, participated in the frontline doctors. I think, frankly, he's the one of the best doctors out there on this whole thing. He is actually a practicing concierge physician in Southern California, in Orange County, California. And he is a guy that understands this stuff. And so that's where I go to get my annual physical because I want a real doctor who's going to be really honest, who isn't just going to go along with the medical establishment. So number one, just kudos to my friend, Dr. Barkey. Thanks for taking good care of me and helping to be sure that I can be in the fight for the movement. He's awesome. And by the way, if you're putting off whatever medical appointments you're putting off, don't go see your doctor. Okay. That's, that's my pitch for doctors. But when I do this, I have to fly, right? I'm going to go to Southern California. I can't walk. I can't drive. It's too far. It's not practical. So I fly. My two airlines of choice are either Southwest Airlines, which used to be one of my favorite airlines, but now they're the worst mask Nazis there are. To all my Southwest Airline flight attendants who seemingly are the most out of control, the most aggressive, the most abusive about the masks, thanks much. Used to love you guys. Used to be the funniest, the nicest. I know some of you still are, and I love you. I wear t-shirts very often that say things that are like, come and make me. And I get the occasional flight attendant that thanks me. I wear a mask that says, don't be sheep. And they'll thank me for that. But a lot of them seem to be just the most hardcore on masks. So I'm not so thrilled with Southwest Airlines anymore. And this is coming from the top. You've got the chairman of Southwest Airlines, or the president of Southwest Airlines saying that he is imposing a vaccine mandate. And by the way, they're based in Texas. And our Texas governor has said no employees in, in Texas can be forced to take the vaccine. So there's a collision coming, right? And then on the other hand, one would think is my other favorite airline, which is Delta. I've been a Delta flyer for a long time, as long as I've been flying. I mean, literally going back to the beginning of my career in business, and I'm old, so that's a long time. I'm a million miler on Delta, blah, blah, blah. Well, Delta CEO says, we're not going to do a vaccine mandate on any of our employees. And initially, you might go, yeah, go Delta. Except for this is the little known fact. They did actually sort of do a vaccine mandate on their employees because they said they're putting a surcharge, a healthcare surcharge on their employees. I think it was 200 bucks a month if you choose not to get the vaccine. Now, I would say if your choice is 200 bucks a month or don't get the vaccine, I, I, I would not get the vaccine. I'd pay the 200 bucks a month and not get the vaccine if I had to. But that's bull you know what. Right? That is forcing people to get the vaccine. That is taking money out of their family's paycheck. That is taking food out of their kids' mouths. That is taking money out of their ability to retire, put away money for retirement. That's what they did. And they're pretending, though, they're not mandating the vaccine. That is just another pressure way of forcing you to do something you don't believe you should do. And if you don't believe you should do it, I think you're right. Right? Look, I respect people who decided to get the vaccine. That's up to you. That's between you and your doctor. At this point, I'm just not in favor of it. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I'm not getting vaccinated. A lot of people I know are not getting vaccinated. Dr. Barkey's not getting vaccinated. But you've got these two airlines. They're both using different methodologies to force their people to get vaccinated. Delta now says they're over 90%. They expect to get to 95% because they're forcing people. So to the CEO of Delta, you're full of crap pretending you're not forcing people to get vaccinated. Yes, you are. Southwest and Delta both doing it. The airlines basically all doing it. 
you guys, we have to get down on them. I was supposed to fly Southwest to Southern California this weekend. I canceled my Southwest flight. I flew Delta. This is before I realized what Delta was doing. Now I wish I couldn't, didn't have to fly either. Very, very frustrating. These, these corporations are doing the dirty deeds of the government and pretending that they're not. Now, speaking of airports, I had to transit a couple of airports. I flew through Salt Lake City into Southern California, into Orange County International Airport. John Wayne Airport, as I will always call it. I guess now, you know, he, they have to scrub his name or something because I, they say he was racist or homophobic or something. No context, of course, but they're scrubbing one of the great on-screen, silver-screen heroes. So I'm going to call it John Wayne Airport. It still will always be John Wayne Airport to me. So I flew through Salt Lake City, which, by the way, just an aside, what the hell? Salt Lake City used to be the easiest airport to transit in the country. It's now one of the worst. They built a big, new, beautiful, gleaming airport. It's so damn hard to get around that airport. Worst airport in the country, in my opinion, of the new airports. Absolutely terrible. Whoever designed that, you're an idiot. That's just, it's just a terrible airport. It's so hard to get from gate to gate. If you got to go one end of A to the other end of B, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. It's a 30-minute walk. And there's no moving walkways between the terminals. Seems like it's a mile walk underground in the ugliest old concrete bunker tunnel you've ever seen in your life. Anyway, enough about that. Don't wear a mask in the airport. Don't. Like, seriously, just don't. I don't understand this. I never, and I do mean never, wear a mask in the airport. I will wear it through TSA if they ask me to put it on. And then I take it off as soon as I'm out of TSA. And then I'm free. I am a free man. This this week in the airport, I wore a shirt that just said free on it. Because I'm a free man, damn it. And I'm not going to wear a mask in the airport. And nobody ever, not once, not a single time, has told me to put on my mask in the airport. And when I walk through the airports, honestly, I feel like I'm in a science fiction movie. It's the weirdest thing. You walk through these movies, or through these, it's like walking in a movie. You walk through the airport. Every other person is wearing a mask. You know how weird it is to not be wearing a mask and everybody else is wearing a mask? And here's what I think. I'm the only sane person. And I know that's not true. I know there are sane people in there, but I feel like the only sane person. Do you remember that movie? From, I think it's the 1970s called Soylent Green. Somebody runs around screaming, Soylent Green is people. It's made out of people. That's what I feel like. Take off the masks. I want to just run around screaming, take off your damn masks. You don't have to wear a mask. Take off the mask. The masks don't do any good, by the way. The N95, the latest study from University of Waterloo shows, N95 masks at best, worn perfectly by a medical professional, are 50% effective. The paper surgical masks that everybody wears, 10% effective. Get that, 10%. 90% of that crap is escaping your mouth anyway. So what the hell are we doing? It's mask theater. So I'm asking you, I'm begging you, I'm imploring you. I know some of you travel. Don't wear the damn mask in the airport. I mean, what would happen if all of us just stop? All of us just stop. Just stop it. You know it doesn't work. You know it's fake. You know it's theater. Don't go along with the theater. It's really important. Don't be sheep. You don't have to be sheep. I want to tell you a couple of stories about people who aren't sheep. And this is really important. My friend, Dr. Barkey, he's not cheap. He runs a medical practice, no mask. He's not vaccinated. He's not going to get vaccinated. And he sees patients all day long. Ooh, high-risk medical environment, right? Patients flocking to him from all over the place because they want a doctor who understands science. 
and who's not going to force them to do fake stuff and wear masks as theater in his office? Dr. Barkey, a guy who is not a sheep. I went into Dr. Barkey's office and he has a new nurse, a new medical assistant in there who's a nurse. And her name is Stephanie. And Stephanie's new because she got fired by that fascist organization, Kaiser, for refusing to get vaccinated. See, she refused to get vaccinated because she's a nurse and she understands medicine and she understands reality and she was not going to fold. And if you want to meet a hero, if you want to know somebody who's actually not a sheep, who's actually a hero, who's actually in the fight, we're talking about tonight, be in the fight, be in the fight. Not just talking about the fight, be in the fight. Stephanie refused to get vaccinated 17 years as a nurse at Kaiser, including an, a surgical nurse, a highly technically trained person. She's in the fight. Single mom needed the job, had no idea what she would do if they got fired. They, if she got fired, they threatened her. They pushed her. They, she wouldn't, and I agree with this, she wouldn't get tested every week. They, they were going to let her get tested. She said, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm not symptomatic. I'm perfectly healthy. I'm young. I'm not in a risk profile. I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm not doing it. And so they fired her. They fired her. They did. And by the way, they're in big trouble. They still haven't paid her. They're required to pay her. That's the law. They're required to give her a paycheck when she leaves or overnight it to her. They didn't do either of those. It's been over a month because they're fascists. Because that's what these big organizations are. They're fascist. They're trying to impose their crazy beliefs on you. But Stephanie was willing to stand. It was honestly, I felt like I was in the presence of a hero hanging out with her. Because she put it all on the line. Her career, her livelihood, her ability to support her 13-year-old son. She was willing to make a stand. And she didn't know what was going to happen, except for probably, ultimately, they were going to fire her. And she stood in the line of fire. And the question is, will you, are you, are you willing to do what Stephanie did? I meet people like Stephanie and think, man, if Stephanie can stand, then I can stand. If Stephanie can fight, then I can fight. If Stephanie won't give up, then I'm not going to give up. She's a hero. And Stephanie, I just got to tell you, I told you I was going to tell your story. Because I heard your story. I'll tell your story over and over because you're a hero. I met a guy named Kevin who was a United Airlines pilot. I met him a few weeks ago in North Carolina, maybe six weeks ago. I don't know exactly what happened to Kevin. He's on the battle cry a lot. He's, he's also on our biblical citizenship on Monday nights. Kevin told me he wasn't getting vaccinated. And he'd been there 14 years. And he was going to lose his job. But he was willing to stand. He was in the fight. He was in the fight. Dr. Barkey, Stephanie, Kevin, and I know a lot of you guys in the fight. Tell me your story. Put them in the q and I'll read your story. Because we need to be in the fight. And part of the fight is just resist. Don't do what they tell you to do. Don't be threatened just because you're going to lose your job. Now, I know that's easy for me to say. I'm not going to lose my job by not being vexed. And you might. And so I'm asking you to do something that I can't even put myself on the line that way. Right? Because I run the organization. Nobody's going to force me to get vexed. But I'm asking you to stand. Stephanie stood, Dr. Barkey standing, Kevin standing, so many others are standing, Southwest pilots standing, a whole bunch of pilots standing, healthcare workers all over the country standing, military men and women standing, suing the government. You need to stand. You need to be in the fight. That's what it means to be in the fight. It doesn't mean to post stuff on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. It means to take action, to say no, to refuse. So to those of you who aren't sheep, my hat's off to you, man.
Love you guys, appreciate you guys. I'm inspired by you guys, and I wanna tell more of your stories. Mark Meckler is fighting every day to call the first ever Article 5 Convention of States to drain the swamp once and for all. Join Mark and millions of other Americans by signing the official petition at conventionofstates.com slash pod. And now back to the show. Now look, I, I wanna be straight about something though. This woo flu, as I call it, the CCP virus, it's real. People get sick from it. People do die from it. Plenty of people have died from it. So don't mess around. Number one, I would say take care of yourself. I'm just going to be blunt with you. If you're overweight, lose the weight. Like I'm being blunt with you. If you're overweight, lose the weight. If you ever needed an excuse to lose weight, saving your life is important. This is one of the most serious comorbidities for the CCP virus is if you're overweight. So lose the weight, start to walk, eat right, do whatever you got to do. Go like around my house, we like the keto diet. We tend to go low carb, do whatever you got to do. Exercise, lose the weight, get healthy. If you're a smoker, quit the damn cigarettes, right? You got to do what you got to do to protect yourself from this communist Chinese party or Chinese communist party virus. Super important. There is a protocol out there that you should be following. Dr. McCullough, look him up. Dr. McCullough, uh, producer G can put this in the comments, the link to Dr. McCullough's protocol. You should be doing it. You should be taking Z, you should be taking Z, uh, C, you should be taking D, you should be taking zinc, quercetin. Do all the stuff, be prepared, right? Be ready and if you start to get sick, go to your doctor and know what you need. And this is really important to know what you need because they're not necessarily gonna give it to you. There is no just generally accepted protocol, right? Every hospital does this differently. Every doctor does it differently and you need to be prepared. You need to be ready for this stuff. So you can go to the link that producer G's putting up. This is Dr. McCullough's protocol. He is one of the most educated guys on COVID. He's been studying since the very beginning. He knows what works. The patients who do this stuff, generally if they do it early, they don't get that sick and they certainly don't die. So use the protocol, be prepared, don't mess around because I need you in the fight because we're in a war. So do what it takes to protect yourself. Do the protocol, get healthy. If you need to lose the, lose the weight, right? Seriously, don't mess around with this stuff. It's not a joke. All right, what's the line? Like, where is the, the ultimate line? I don't know where the line is for you. There's a lot of places you could draw the line. I'm drawing the line at the vax. I draw the line in the masks in the airport. I'm not wearing them. I have to wear them on the plane or they won't let me travel. But where is the freaking line, right? I'm going to tell you where the line should be for everybody. Vax your kids? Oh, F no. Pardon the language, but seriously, they are already conducting the largest scale medical experiment in human history. We have no freaking idea what's going to happen out of this. And now they want to vax the most vulnerable among us people who don't actually generally even get sick from COVID, people whose risk is almost zero of dying from COVID. Do you know of people under 18 years old, there've been only total of under 500 deaths in this country since the beginning of the Wu flu, since the beginning of the CCP virus, under 500. You are more likely as a child, literally to die from drowning in a pool, to die from the regular flu. The CDC estimates in the 2017-2018 season, flu season, that upwards of 600 kids died from the regular flu. Do we freak out on that? Do we require vaccines for that? No, we don't. There are vaccines out there if you want to take them, but we don't require that. It's insane what they're doing to kids. There is no long-term risk profile on this vaccine for little kids. Why would we do this? 
You know who's going to make a lot of money? The pharmas, they're going to make billions of dollars off this. They're swimming in money. You've seen James O'Keefe's exposés on Pfizer says, Pfizer employees say the whole company is run on COVID money now. This is absolutely incredible. And by the way, don't quit your job if they're going to make you be vaccinated. I just saw a comment. Make them fire you. Absolutely make them fire you and make them say why they fired you. Did you know the CDC says that pools are more dangerous than the Wu flu? Pools. Yeah, and so why aren't we all rising up against pools? Why aren't they forcing us to fill our pools in with sand? Why don't they even force people to fence their pools or drain their pools or whatever? Why aren't people who have pools being shamed? Why do you send your kids to your neighbor's house when they have a pool when more kids will drown than will die of COVID? This is insanity. And this is absolutely insanity. Less than 500 kids have died during the pandemic from COVID. There aren't numbers that I can find on comorbidities either. How many of these kids had other things? How many of them were obese? How many of them had other disease factors, other comorbidities? You can't find those stats. They actually don't even just want you to know those stats, in my opinion. Do not, do not, do not vaccinate your kids. Don't let your kids be part of a medical experiment. And frankly, look, if you send your kids to public school at this point and they're making the mask, pull them out of school. If they're doing this crazy, if they're teaching your kids CRT, pull them out of school. I don't believe we can fix the public schools at this point. God bless you teachers who are trying, and I know there are some good teachers out there, but the schools by and large are indoctrinating our kids. They're destroying our society. They're now conducting the largest experiment in human history, psychology experiment on kids and health experiment on kids by making them wear masks. Five-year-old kids, six-year-old kids. I was traveling this week and I was in the airport and I heard some parents commiserating because their babies were COVID babies. You know what they're saying? My kids freak out when they see people's faces because they're not used to seeing people's faces. How screwed up is that? What kind of a world do we live in? That is organized, government-sanctioned, government-imposed child abuse. To all you school board members who impose the mask mandates because you have to do something, yeah, you have to do something is the largest mass psychosis experiment in human history, depriving children of the human face. You're disgusting. You're child abusers. You're vile. You should be in prison, not sitting on a school board. And I think ultimately a lot of you are going to be thrown off these school boards. But I'm just telling you the most important thing we can do to the schools, dismantle them. Get rid of them. Destroy them. Pull your kids out. Do a homeschool co-op. Do private school. People say it's hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Look, I get it. It's hard. You have a full-time job. What do you do? What wouldn't you do to protect your kids? That's the better question. You're sending them to indoctrination centers that are conducting psychological experiments on your kids. Like if you say it that way, if you look at yourself in the mirror and say, every day I'm sending my child to an indoctrination center, teaching them evil, bad things, teaching them not to believe in God, teaching them that men are women, women are men, teaching them crazy stuff about race, teaching them to be racist, teaching them if they're white, they should be ashamed and that they're oppressors, teaching them if they're kids of color, if their skin is darker, that they're victims and they can't achieve because the white students in the class are oppressing them. If you're sending your kids to a school like that, isn't that child abuse? You're sending your kids to be abused by somebody else. We used to think we could trust teachers. We could trust schools. You can't trust these teachers. You can't trust these schools. They are now 
professional child abuse factories. We're hearing more and more about this, <clears throat> sometimes specifically in Loudoun County, Virginia, probably saw this week, there's actual rape taking place in the high school bathroom with a, a guy dressed as a girl wearing a skirt who says he's gender fluid, now accused of multiple counts of sexual abuse and assault in a school that swears that they didn't have any of that stuff. Don't send your kids to the public school. So I'm asking you to be in the fight. If you pull your kid out, you're in the fight. It's hard to do. It's not easy. You're going to pay a price. I understand that. You're going to be in the fight. All right, quick COS update. North Carolina still stalled out. I don't know what the hell is going on in the Senate there. To the senators that are still resistant, if you're in North Carolina, don't give up. They're saying, oh, one of the reasons they're not doing it is because they're getting pushed. Push them. Be polite. Be kind. Push, 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 push. Never stop pushing on these senators. They say that if we don't stop pushing on them, they're not going to pass it. <laughs> like, am I supposed to believe that if we stop pushing on them, they're going to pass it? I mean, this is just absolutely ridiculous. So don't give up. That's what's going on in North Carolina. Wisconsin, we're very close to passing. I keep saying that. We're praying for Senator Jacques to be all better. He came down with the CCP virus real bad, uh, had a really bad case. He was expected not to make it. Thank God, lots of prayers from people like you. He's going to make it. He's out of the hospital. He's in rehab. He's got to get back in the Senate. We had somebody who was out serving Army Reserve active duty, got called on to active duty. As soon as those two are back in the Senate, will vote, and we will pass for sure. All right, now I'm going to go to the Q&A real quick before we close out. And by the way, that's the most important part because you guys are the smart one. Just rambling here. Okay, real quick, let's see. We'll start with Joshua Michael. I'm leaving the military after 16 years over this vaccine mandate. Anybody hiring? Josh, you're the man because you're doing the thing. You're in the fight. You're there. You've been in the fight your whole career, right? You've been in the military. You've been willing to put it on the line. Now you're even more putting it on the line, in my opinion, because you're willing to walk away from a career to do the right thing. When you say, is anybody hiring? Send me your resume. I don't know. I'll do what I can. Send me your resume. mmeckler at cosaction.com. I'm happy to circulate it to the people that I know because I know they're going to get a vet who's a hard worker and he was willing to do the right thing under difficult circumstances. M. Meckler at cosaction.com. All right, Stephen Peterman says, we're already heading into socialism. What is Convention of States going to do? Stephen, we're going to do everything, everything we possibly can. We're going to fight in elections. We participated, our folks participated in over 260 elections last cycle. Everything they possibly could, block walking, get out the vote. Uh, in a few places, they could legally do direct campaigning, but they were in the fight in elections. They're in the fight in the legislatures, fighting for election reform, for ballot integrity, for education reform, anti-CRT, and we're working to call a convention of states. But obviously, it's not going to happen tomorrow. That's the longer game. So we are in all the fights all the time. BK Jackson says, why don't people get this upset about approximately 34% of deaths due to cancer every year? Hell yeah, BK. Why don't they? Like deaths that are present preventable. And by the way, cancer deaths going way up because of COVID, because people are too scared to go to the hospital. Thank you to the Democrats. Thank you to the insane people like Dr. Fauci, the fake television doctor who doesn't even believe in science. You're right. No, there's way more dangerous stuff than COVID out there. Super frustrating the way they treat this thing. Eric Satterley says, how do we force term limits on Congress? How do we force the current administration to enforce immigration laws? And the answer is, we do a convention of states. That's the only way I know how to do that. There is no other way. That's the method that the founders gave us in the United States Constitution. Call a convention and force them to do all of this stuff. All right, 
So I'm going to close out with this. I'm going to close out where we started. I'm going to tell you there are heroes out there. I'm going to tell you that there are people in the fight. Stephanie's in the fight. Dr. Barkey's in the fight. Kevin's in the fight. A lot of other people in the fight. Joshua is in the fight. He's leaving the military because he's not going to give in. And you need to be in the fight too. But I'm going to tell you this. Do we win? I don't know if we win. Could the United States slide all the way into the abyss of history and become a Marxist hellhole? We're on our way. It certainly could. I got no guarantee. Do you have a guarantee? No. Here's what we've got. We've got the fight. We've got the fight in us. And I will never, ever, never, never give up. I'll give up when they shovel that shovel of dirt on my box in a hole in the ground six feet down. That's when I'll give up. That's when I'm done. I'll go home to the Father. I hope he says, well done, good and faithful servant, and I'll be done, and you'll have to carry on without me. But we have got to be in the fight. We don't have a choice. It's fight or die. It's fight or give up. You know, what's the famous saying? I, I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. The ruling elite today, they want you to live on, on your knees. They want you to lick their boots. They want you shackled. They want you bound and gagged. And they want you to thank them for it. And what I would say to that, to all of them, is hell no. Not going to do it. I'm going to fight. You're going to fight. And when you think about what I should do in the fight, what you should do in the fight, I want you to think of Dr. Barkey. I want you to think of Stephanie, my new friend, Stephanie, a single mom, put everything on the line, put her faith in God that something better would come along. Something would come along because she was willing to step off the edge into the abyss. She was willing to take the risk. She's the sole provider for a 13 year old kid. And she took the risk. If Stephanie can do it, you can do it. God bless you guys. Thanks for being with me on the battle cry tonight. I love you guys. I'll see you next Sunday night on The Battle Cry. This has been the podcast version of The Battle Cry with Convention of States Action President Mark Meckler. Check out more content at conventionofstates.com slash pod and become part of the solution that's as big as the problem. Thank you for listening.